Hi everyone, thank you for tuning in to the Who Say It Best podcast. During this episode, I am joined by George Barnby, who is a massive Hull City fan. And some of you may already know him from being the son of Nick Barnby, the Hull City legend. Now, plenty is discussed during this episode. I don't want to give anything away in a spoiler. So please sit back, relax and enjoy. Um, and whatever platform you are watching or listening on, please hit that subscribe button because it really does help. Thank you very much. Without any further ado, I just want to jump into this. And I don't know if you've... None of the other episodes have gone live yet, but George, what I do try and do on these episodes is just try and run through a bit of a life story yourself, see where it all started. So number one, where I'm going to go is where did it all start for you? Um, where where was you born? I'd like to think you was a whole lad, but where was you born? Yeah, you'll be happy to know my uh, dad's been from Hull, although he was on the road. Um, he always wanted me and my brother. Well, he wanted me and my brother to be born in Hull, but he never got my brother to be born in Hull. Uh, ah. Is uh, actually was in when he was at Tottenham, and he was born. Uh, he was born in Essex, where ah. he didn't want me to be born in London. He didn't want me to be uh, down south. He wanted me to be back where he was. So I was born in Castle Hill. Ah, oh, nice Castle Hill. That's a name that we all know, right? Absolutely. So, growing up in Hull, then I guess uh, I've wrote out a lot of questions that I want to ask you, and, and we're probably going to jump around all over the place. And um, growing up in all the, the first thing I kind of think of with your dad being the person he is, did you have to move around to different places all the time, or was you pretty much stuck in Hull and then your dad would come back on certain times, etc.? How did that work? Yeah, I was pretty lucky actually. So, um, with being the youngest, I was um, I didn't have to move around. So, whereas my brother did get the the uh, the kind of back end of the state, he, he had to move around quite a bit, but I didn't have it, so I'd always been quite settled at Hull. So growing up, uh, Hull's all avenue, um, so it's for me it was nice because the type of person I was around the proper home, and I, I loved yeah. it. I'll stay here until I die. So because I, I just can't, yeah, I just love it. I tried, I tried to move it, tried it for two months, couldn't do it. Where did Hull, you go? I went to America. So um, oh right. I get ragged for that now because uh, it was quite funny at the time because they, they made everyone made a big thing of it. I had like a, a leading do with everything. No, oh. <laughs> it was awful. So I basically, yeah, what happened was uh, obviously we'll talk about it later on. But um, after I'd kind of finished football up here, I got off to go for a scholarship there. So I tried uh, tried to move away to, to well, I tried to move to South Carolina. As soon as I got there, I knew I went. I will have to be here. Can't do it. And I didn't see one slide my back. Yeah. Oh, really? So there's a, I've told you about the charity team I play for. There's two lads that play for us, the brothers, and they grew up in, I believe it was Florida. So they've only yeah. ever played soccer. Um, yeah. You know, and, and they, the, don't get me wrong, the whole lads, the, the, um, the parents are from Hull and Savoy, but they, they found about how good of an experience it was, you know, in terms of yeah. playing in the college stadiums and stuff like that. Like it must have been such a dream that. I am playing on Orchard Park Field on a Sunday, do you know? <laughs> yeah, it's very different. That's okay. Exactly. You know what? Some like a few of my mates did it and they loved it. And then a lot of people I do it love it. Like, you know, if you've got that personality to do it, I'd I'd, I'd recommend it to anyone. But I just didn't. I mean, I had long time girlfriend at home, close family, just struggled, you know, just really did. And uh, yeah, so I still get Still get rad for it now, but this leaving do massive leaving do for me. Put on, you know, big night all went out for food. There's loads of us. Must be about twenty five of us all saying bye to me. I'm the next player. 
Oh man, I couldn't imagine. Yeah, absolutely rinsed for that. I can imagine. Yeah, what? Oh. I'm right. Am I right by saying Jack's out in America now as well? He's not anymore. I know. Uh, you, no. Yeah, Wiki yeah, needs to be updated. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> I saw that. Um, yeah, he was there six years, but he's he's come back now. So he's had a total change of plan. That was Jack. Jack had a great time out like he'd seen all of America. Jack's very different space. He, he loved it. You know, yeah. Like, and he didn't go scholarship. He was actually he was actually a pro. Oh, so, no. He was at Portland in Oregon, uh, which I went out beautiful part of the world as well. Just for two he, weeks at a time though. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was he's probably the most closest to England you're gonna get in America with like oh. how it feels as a place. Um it's very green. It's the people there are, are really nice, and it's it's probably the. Cl- I've been to America a couple of times to see Jackson moved around. Like I said, he went to Portland, he went to Texas, and he went yeah. and finished Arizona. Um, went to a, a few places, and, and Portland felt more holy, you know, than than Texas. Texas is wild. I can imagine. I can imagine Texas being like that. To be honest, yeah. Uh, Cowboy souls, it's, it's true. <laughs> is it really? Just a yeah. man's just a cowboy out on riding a bull on a weekend. And stuff. Yeah, yeah. Proper ticking the stereotypes there, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. So, okay, then. So, you grew up in Hull, you did move away, apart from the two two months. We'll, we'll, I'll, I'll edit that part out, don't worry. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll dodge that. But um, football itself, then, you, you, it's kind of mixed a little bit of sense. And I kind of want to do, do, um, delve into this a little bit then. So, if you didn't like being away, did you commute to Derby for the under fourteens then? Yeah. So oh, I wow. never, yeah, I never moved down there. I mean, I was obviously still in school at the time. Um, and what we did was, well, I, I played Sunday league prior to that. Well, my dad was very, very adamant that he never wanted me and Jack to go to an academy until we we're at least fourteen, fifteen, yeah. because. He says, "You, if you go to an academy at age eight, you know, like some of these kids are doing now, you miss out so much in your childhood. Yeah. You know, you're training three times a week. You play on weekends, going in there and everywhere. You, you're missing time with your friends, like you should be, you know. And, and, and at the time, I didn't really understand it. But now I, I get it because seeing these lads now, you know, going to academies at eight years old, some of them get released at fourteen, and they just missed out years, you know, playing football. Exactly. With it, you know, down. Do you know what?" You'll probably agree with me. Those are the probably the most important times of the year to start building those social skills. And if all the social, the only social skills you've got are being around football friends, you know, football friends, it's, <laughs> it's you know, it's it's one of them, isn't it? You're just going to be around that sort of thing all the time, and you're going to struggle adapting to people that do different things to you. So no, I I, I get that greatly. So the community, the community itself, who took you? Is that is that your dad or your mum? No, so actually, well, we we mixed up a little bit. Um, cousin uh, called Kate time. So she, um, before me, before I went to Derby, Jack was at Man United, and she would take Jack to Manchester because Jack could do the same. He'd live at home, but when he traded, so yeah, we commuted uh, like twice. Uh, so for me, training was three times. Well, we had a, we had a thing at the time called day release. So on a Monday, we we wouldn't actually go to school. We would I'd go to Derby for the day, and I'd do school work in the morning, and then we train in the afternoon. And that was just on a Monday. But then Tuesdays and Thursdays we're training on the night, so we commute, and then games on Saturday as well. So it was a lot. It was a lot of traveling, and it, it took out me. I'll be honest, like at the time, definitely, I was knackered all the time. So, 
that's yeah, like I said, that can't be easy because you've you've got to try and concentrate on schoolwork and you know you, you're doing your twelve times tables in the car on the way down there or, or yeah. whatever it is, you know. Or you know, God knows what was going on then. Was it audio books? Could you have done that? But you you, you get the gist, right? You're having to um, learn whilst being in the car. I mean, I can't even read my phone for five minutes while the missing is driving. So it, yeah, it was it was, and it was it was difficult. It was it was a lot to just it was a lot to adjust to. You know, definitely, especially kind of be quite young as well. Mm. You know, so staying on the trend of being young, then whilst you're young, I'm, your dad's playing for all these different teams. You're obviously going to be seeing a lot of big names at the time, right? I remember being eight, looking at footballers, going, "Wow, look at him! Look at him! He was amongst yeah. them." What did that feel like? Oh, I mean, it was an amazing experience. I mean, being as a well, that's what drove me. I mean, growing up as a kid and seeing my dad's. Um, you know, play at all these stadiums, going to watch him, people coming up to him. It was like, you know, it was, it was unbelievable. Like, to think, yeah, that's my dad. You know, Edward loves him in, in respects, you know, for, especially in Hull. I mean, Hull, yes, yeah. because they, there's just so much respect there, you know, for my dad. And I think that's amazing to see because in being from Hull and the fans obviously seeing everything he'd done and, what, and then how much he loves Hull. It was just a brilliant experience. I mean, I, a lot of my time that I remember is in being at Hull. You know, I don't yeah. remember, um, you know, from the, the Premier League that he, uh, clubs that I used to play for, whereas my brother does. But my time was predominantly at Hull. But I, I came in, I think, an amazing time to see my dad join it and going right up the leagues. Do you know what? What time? It's 2005, was it? 2006 when he joined yeah. us. Off the top of my head, that is, you know, should have done research, but I'm sure it was 2005, 2006 on that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's massive. Yeah, I remember that. It was a bonus let's go one, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. What about memorabilia? Have you got much of his memorabilia? Does he pass it down or is it? Yeah, I like to keep, you know, a, a bit of what he has. And, you know, he's had, like I say, a fantastic career. Um, anyone that knows my dad is. He's the most private guy in the world. He's the most, you know, family, family kind of guy. He doesn't, you know, but he, he he's collected some things over the years that were obviously get to charities and things like that. It was great at the time, but um, yeah, there's still a couple of things that I like to keep hold of with his. But we're not, not even important things, really. I mean, it was, you know, it was, it was even things like old, um, it wasn't even match shirts. It was old, like, jumpers, like, for warm-up jumpers and things like that. But I just, oh, really? Yeah, well, it'd be the stuff you remember him in, right? Yeah, definitely, a exactly that. So that that makes so much more sense. So we're we're still staying on the trend of being young. You must have known you was different at some point, like the other people in your school. Like not everybody had got a celebrity or a international footballer, a household name. Mm. As a dad, at what point did it start to settle in that I'm I'm a little bit different? I think if you when, felt that way, that is, I mean, did you feel that? Way? Yeah, no, there were times. Yeah, being this stuck-up idiot, you know, who walks around and thinks he owns place, and and I used to get that a lot when I was younger. You know, people as if they found that you know that's Link Anderson, you get automatically. Yeah, yeah, he's an idiot. Unconscious bias, yeah. Even and he's like, well, just give me a chance first, at least. You know, go with that after, fair enough. <laughs> at least have a conversation. Um, yeah, and I, I'd get that a few times. But then, you know, you get a, a lot of people coming up to you going, you know, I, I love your dad. And you get the nice paper, which is, you know, great. 
So I knew that it was, in terms of like socially, um, it was kind of stuff like that. And yeah, you know, and I'm, my dad being a lot bigger in the name in Holt than, than anywhere else. So it didn't happen. It still happens, you know, in other places. Don't get me wrong, because people can ask dad. And if I'm with him, you know, it can be, again, but it's still a nice experience that people still want to have a picture with him. I mean, I'll tell you now, if I saw him, I'd want a picture of him. So oh, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you that straight. I mean, yeah, so you'd, you'd have to go right. You'd, you'd have to go on his tiptoes though, because he's only that big. Person, really. Yeah, I know. It's a short game, yeah. right? I mean, I'll just dip down. I don't mind. I'll let him up again. <laughs> I'll, I'll take the hit. Yeah. Cheers, Nick. <laughs> I'll take that. Um, yeah, but in a football sense, I knew that like things were things were different in a football sense because you you were constantly compared. You know, yeah, hundred percent. I can I can only imagine that, you know. Yeah. It, oh, like when it comes to like training or your Sunday league team or something, uh, I can imagine there's so much expectation on you to. Oh, that's, that's, that's yeah. Bambi's lad. Oh, yeah. expect Bambi's lad to do that, you know. And a bit, the worst thing for us, like I know Jack probably got it as well, but Jack, Jack to me sounds on a different level to me. Jack was like technically gifted. I, I wasn't like technically gifted football. I, I just like had to work hard, you know. A kind of to improve as giant just came naturally and, you know we're, we're very much different in the sense but in football but i mean my dad at 16 was playing in the first team at top of so i couldn't yeah. you know at 16 i was scunthorpe in the year <laughs> <laughs> so you know it was quite it, you know we were we were on the same level and oh well. but you'd still get you'd sort of get away <laughs> from the slate the slate's real he's oh, yeah. he's gone there yeah, I'd rather be at top anyway. I don't want to play in the top of the first team of 16. Like, so they say, minutes away. I'd rather do that, right? Dude, Bob is. I'd rather play at Clanford Park than uh, White Hart, right? Or whatever it's called now. <laughs> not true. I mean, do they have a grown now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I tell you what, we could be going down a dangerous track there, couldn't we? But. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, how did, how did it feel playing for Scunthorpe? How did it feel putting on that awful kit? The colours are great. I don't know what you're talking about. I think it's, I think it's lovely. Yes. Look at you gassing him up. Okay, okay. Um, now, the, way, the worst thing about that was that training kit, bright orange as well. It was terrible. I remember walking. You know, you know what, man? How I would have, at the time, I got offered a contract at Derby to, for a youth team. Yeah. Again, didn't want to move away. And my dad was like play coach at home. And I'd had the conversation about, you know, it would hold be an option, and it was an option. However, I didn't want the you're only there because of your dad. Because I knew that. Yeah. So I made the bold decision. I would have loved to have gone to Hull, and I would have done, but it won't wear third, you know, the stick you get off it. So, see, I made the decision. I, I, I had a funny, and uh, manager of the time called Tony Dawes was next player. One of yeah. the guys, and me. Helped me so much, signed me, and um, signed a youth team there. And you know what? It was, although, although you know, I know the club gets a lot of stay, but what a time I had. Yeah. It was yeah. I, can, I can imagine that. I can imagine. It's easy to give them stick, you know. And if 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 there's somebody like this as a Scunfort fan doing it across the river, he'll only be saying the same thing about all City, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. It's, it's the nature of the beast. Yeah. And it's one of the best things about football. In, in fact, I don't think there's enough. Banter or shithousery within football at times. You know, sometimes it's too clean. Sometimes you know it's not worth it. But 
yeah, you you've got to have it against opposing fans, especially when you're this close. Um, just just reverting back a little bit then. Now, I I spent my childhood um, every Sunday. I would probably go shopping with my mum or my dad or something like that. You couldn't do that, right? And if you did, it's a three hour round trip because you're getting stopped every two minutes. What was it like? You know what? I think I think when he was in his prime, then yeah, it was it was difficult. But as time went on, I don't know. A lot of people tend to, you know, a lot. The amount of time I'm laughing because I don't know why I found it funny, but I just love it when we're walking somewhere and we look go to and he goes, "You just like point here, we go, he only can't be." And my dad has to go, "Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah." <laughs> almost like telling him, "It's so funny to watch," and I think it's brilliant. But yeah, yeah, it does get, you know, well, 90, 95% of the time people are quite, you know, nice about it. They're, they're never, you know, bothered by it. My dad will always, you know, have a picture with someone or sign an autograph or, you know, have a chat with someone. That's in all, <laughs> you know. So it's, it's really, it's really nice to see. You know, you can maybe get a 5% of people that maybe, <laughs> the, the funniest ones. I, I'll go on, when, go on. Yeah, the funniest ones are when people call to a dad and go, I don't know who you are, but someone just said who you are. I don't care who you are. <laughs> the best one. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. I can imagine that, yeah. That's right. Uh, yeah, I don't uh, yeah. All right. Cool. Um, I don't know why you felt the need to come and say that. There we go. I think I already know the answer to this one, but um, I kind of get from this that it, it would be a no, but I've got this feeling, like, I just want to know, is there ever a point where you thought, they didn't? They didn't even ask for a picture. Did, did he ever? Has he ever had that sort of moment before? Like they didn't even notice what I was. And there's a there's a really funny story about uh, when my dad was at Middlesbrough and Graham Lasso was there as well. When my dad was at Middlesbrough, they used to go to this Chinese restaurant on a Friday night. Yeah, I'm sorry, it was on a Saturday night. It was after a game. Him and my mum used to go. Yeah, don't stop me like that. So it was a Friday night. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> on out for a game. And um, so they used to go like all the time to this Chinese restaurant. And this woman who owned the restaurant absolutely loved my dad. She said she used to come in, she said, you know, free drinks, whatever you want. You know, I love, I love you. You're absolutely brilliant. And it was about uh, Graham Lasona just got sold from Middlesbrough. And my dad went into the restaurant and she came in. She went, oh, I'm so sorry you're leaving. I'm, I'm really, really sorry you're leaving. And she thought my dad was Graham Lasona. Oh, I, <laughs> whilst it was going on. She didn't even know it was. He didn't even know it was Nick Brownby. It was actually was. I thought it was Graham Lasso. Oh, this guy was his mate. Yeah, <laughs> it was unbelievable. So yeah, I think like stories like that. I mean, I I, I, I have to quite laugh at. Yeah, I, I bet he's got a storybook there, hasn't he? He, he yeah. must have a storybook. And uh, uh, what was it like, for example, like uh, I've gone a little bit off track here, but like dating someone, you know, taking them home. Do, do they get intimidated meeting? Your dad, or I mean, for me, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I've just got married actually. But I think... Congratulations, by the way, mate. Thank you. Thank you for... Yeah, yeah, it's going all right for me. Yeah, it's not too bad. <laughs> You're not gonna get me explain out of here, right? <laughs> I, tried, uh, but, uh, I can't move away. What's next? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I get, I get that. So, did did, did your partner find it intimidating when first met? Um, I mean, we were 14 when we got together. Oh, okay. That was like 10 years ago now. I remember, I remember when she came around for the first time. I'd, 
And she knew who her dad was because she'd got his games and et cetera. But, you know, and I think, yeah, she, at first she was a little bit like, like, you know, I used to go watch play football and I don't really know what to do with a bit of nerves kind of then. Yeah. I think I've been quite lucky. I only had to do that a long time. So, uh, yeah, it was all right for me. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I think it was all right for you. So, uh, I mean, 90% of men are football fans, right? Her, her dad, did, was he like a Hull City fan or a, a Nick Bambi fan? Was, was that like the odd yeah. question? Oh, like, I mean, kind of knew of each other in a way. Well, okay. he's, he's, he's a football fan, but uh, I've seen him all the time because he's one of these F1 fans. I just, you know, it just doesn't do well for me. Oh, you're not an F1 fan. You are, right? Gotta <laughs> get that red cross quick, isn't it? Gotta <laughs> get that red cross. You know what, mate? I, I, I wouldn't say enthusiast. Um, I'm a novice F1 fan, is how I would wear it, because I saw Drive to Survive, and it got me involved. You know, the the, the laid out perfectly for you to go, oh, I quite like that drive, I quite like that drive. Before you do it, you've got four favourite drivers, you know, tuning on a Sunday to see if um, Daniel Ricciardo's crashed his car or not. So that's that's how I kind of got into it. That's it. That's it. So you should. <laughs> so um, that's cool. It's... Scunthorpe United, um, under 18s. What was your goals for game record? How did you get on? Well, I was like, well, the first year, uh, first year I did quite well, actually. I think I got about 30. I was only first year, so I didn't really start because obviously, in, in, when you're in the UT, they, they like to start the second years because it's their last year. They're trying to find contracts. So I used to put, I probably had the best season that I've ever had in football. I don't know what happened that season, that first season. I mean, it was partly down to Tony Dawes, the religion. He was just, he was, and you don't see it anymore. And I miss this so much, you know, an old school striker, you know. Tony was like, you know, he was one of those strikers who are not technically brilliant, you know, can't do double scissors and take it around the <laughs> quick. It's all about working he bollocks on pretty much, and fighting, scrapping to get the ball back, you know, getting on the end of crosses, hold up play, being strong. And and I was that type of player because I, I could never take anyone on and I, I wasn't quick enough. You know, I always had to... You wasn't technically gifted. As, as you said, no, right? I wasn't. I, I had to result to like movement. And so working with Tony was amazing because he, he was like, I wanted to kind of play like he did when he played because yeah. I was that type of person like a footballer. And it was brilliant. I had the best scene. I got myself really shit. Oh, I just, I loved it. I mean, Youth Cup, we played in the Youth Cup where we played the stadiums and what an experience as a kid. It's just amazing. And yeah, I can, I, I can imagine that. And even though, like, we know, we'll get onto this in a second in terms of your career ending, but even what you've done so far, that's that's eclipsed what many of lads have done because the percentages of doing well in, in the football game is, is so slim. You've lived a really good life so far in terms of what you've had. I mean, we know that Abuino, sorry, it's a, an injury that's put you back. Do you mind talking about that, how it happened? Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, so basically it was, uh, funny enough, well, say for enough, we played the Youth Cup on, um, played the Youth Cup on Tuesday night and we played against, uh, it was Grimsby. And we've been mm-hmm. to, yeah, I know, great derby it was. The Iron versus Grimsby, I loved it. And uh, played really well. And I scored two goals and came off 
have the most confidence I've ever had by walking a football pitch. Oh, you know what? Like things are going quite well here. On my way, yeah. I'm on my yeah. way. Trading came. We had uh, training. Went back in training on Thursday, and we had a game on Saturday at Oldham away. And Tony um, brings me in his office, and he goes, um, "We think there's going to be a scout there on Saturday at Oldham, and we we think he's a scout for um, Tromia Robos, who, who were playing next in the UK. So I was like, "Right, okay." And he went, "I don't want him to know that you're a striker." And I went, "Right." I was like, are you dropping me? And they went, no. I knew out on the wing on Saturday. I've never played out in my life. You know, even out to later. Uh, uh, and like I said, I can't take players on. I'm not a tricky winger by all means. I don't even know what to, how to do it. I I've never played on the wing. And I just can't play it. So I went, but Tony, I've never played that. I don't know what to do. And they went, oh, don't play on the wing. What's all that? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It was like, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Don't worry. I rubber driving down to all the big cars. I don't know what I'm going to do here. Like, this is going to be awful. And I, I don't even know when to get back or anything. I ain't got a clue. I'm just going to wing it. Literally. <laughs> and um, so we start the game and it's, I was going to call it quite bad. Ball come in. I turn the ball and I just pass it back. I wouldn't even bother to edit it. Try to take some ball. And uh, keep ball. Keep ball. Keep ball. Yeah. <laughs> It's literally, literally, that's how I just want to spell. I was like, just keep the ball, don't give it away. Can't have a go again. That's fine. Don't worry. Um, and then I'm, I, the ball came in and I tried to take a touch on my back foot. And as I've done it, it was a real bobbly pit. And I just like uh, cockled at my ankle. And I felt it crack straight away. And my, my mate, Les, who was sitting around. Um, Les, 18 year old Les. Well, his full name's Leslie. <laughs> what? I'm, I'm still Les if you're listening man I'm sorry you know yeah. but I mean it's I've fault. never heard it only it's Leslie Saki that's his that's his fault man oh man I've never heard it an 18 year old Les didn't think I'd see it didn't well we had a little lad we had another lad in there as well his, his fault name is Fortunate Sittel now I'm not joking there either. I, I, I mean there's jokes some jokes write themselves right yeah they do yeah these guys got spit Tony was thinking they're just sounding some weird names. It might, it might intimidate the opposition on the team sheet. Fortunate. Who's this guy? Fortunate. Yeah. So Les, Les runs up to me and he goes, uh, he was like, are you all right? And I said, no. He said it cracked. He said it cracked. That, and I felt like I was in agony. And he picked up my leg and he started stretching my calf. I know what are you doing? And he went, you got cramped. And I went, no, I haven't. I said, put my foot down. Like he literally like just dropped it on the floor. I went agony. Scunthorpe United, obviously, our great medical facilities that we have. We only had one pair of crutches. Our our other centre half, Charlie, had dislocated his toe about five minutes prior to that, so we didn't have any more crutches. So I had to walk off the pitch with a broken foot. I didn't know I'd broken that. Oh yeah. I come in and I come back in. I couldn't walk. And physio said, "Dad, come back in Monday. See how you are. We'll take it." <laughs> Over the weekend, couldn't walk. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> come in Monday morning. Physio says, "How is it?" And I was like, "I can't walk." I've, so I, I've definitely done something. When you aren't broke, you aren't broke. I went, "Daz, I'm telling you now, I've done something because I can't. I can't even put pressure on it." And he goes, "Right, well, we'll go to A and E, but I don't think we need to." I went, "We definitely do." Went to A and E, got an X-ray. The doctor turns around and he goes, "Yeah, you've got a fracture in your foot." 
physio sat next to me and he goes, yeah, I thought you did, George. And I went, no, you didn't. Yeah, I you knew. Only good all weekend. So you've been telling me. off. Were you on it You'll run it off, don't worry. I went, wow, let's get the magic spray off the sponge. You know, yeah. fine. Yeah. Well, wet paper towel, I was like, yeah, okay. So, so, yeah, basically, it was just standard great. And, and it, I should have basically, um, where I'd broken in the fifth metatarsal was an area I don't get blood flow. So they said, oh, can you, uh, you need an operation, you just need to put the screw in and you'd be fine. Back 12 weeks and you'd be, you'd be back playing. So I was like, all right. Obviously, I was a bit devastated because I was, I was putting this forward and I was doing well. And peak confidence. Yeah. I had the operation and I, about tw- six weeks later, after I was still doing my physio, it was, it was so agony here, like really, really bad. And um, anyway, I will go get a second opinion. So I went and got a second opinion. Specialist just kind of looked at me and just went, yeah, it's, it's in the wrong place. It's not been done right, unfortunately. Is that you will really get back to, you know, how you It's too long now. Yeah. So I was I was obviously gutted, but I had a few options that he said to me. He said we can leave it and you probably got about thirty percent chance of it healing. Or we can just replace the screw and you probably got about forty percent chance of it healing. Or we can replace uh, take the screw out, replace it. Do a full reconstruction and all that, all that jazz. You might get to sixty percent recovery. So I went for that one. Oh, and this was like the start. I mean, look at when knew it probably football wasn't going to be the answer. Now was when I went in for this off. I, I didn't want to be put to sleep. I don't know what it was. Man, yeah. I was absolutely petrified about it. What's well, like? I, I don't like that feeling of being unconscious <laughs> and you're in charge of it. Oh, you're not even there though. How do you know what's going on? You'd... Well, I know, but I just, I just didn't fancy it at all. Fair enough. But he turns around to me and he goes, well, you can be awake if you want. And I was like, well, what, what, why, what, what happens? And he went, well, we numb you from the waist down. We give you what women have for babies and epidural. And I went, all right, yeah, we'll go for that. And he said, do you want me to sedate you as well so you don't have anything? I went, no, I, I want you to keep it fully conscious. So he did. I went in. I got numbed from the waist down and I watched the whole thing and I was like, I know people, when I tell that story, people go like, well, you watched it. Man, I was, I was in awe of what they were doing and this team in, in an operating theatre, I thought, this is class. Like, it's not many, you know, not many people get to see an operating theatre. And like that, right? To to see the the, the milliscule of where yeah. things can go right and go wrong. Man, yeah. So yeah. I'm assuming this is what's made you get into what you're doing now right yeah absolutely that's exactly the reason and so when i when when we got finished with that he said you know i don't think you're probably going to get back to full fitness and i didn't at all i was way off it because of the, the pain especially during the very re- you know times i tried to play and i just was like well i know exactly where i want to be i've seen it it looks brilliant so i did i went and Excuse me. I went and uh, applied for a job as just a, uh, well, I said just the, the brilliant what they do. But I applied for a job as a healthcare assistant in theatres and um, did that for two years and then started to do my degree and now I'm nursing. So, yeah. So that's, that's where you're at now. That one thing is taking you full cycle. You've gone from watching it to watching it again, right? Being the same, yeah. So in terms of exactly, because nursing's a bit of a, a broad 
um, phrase, should we say? What is it specifically you do in, in way of nursing? Yeah, so I worked in theatres for four years. Loved it. Absolutely amazing. Long hours that, I mean, you know, I was doing 14-hour shifts. But it was brilliant. It's where I learned my absolute peak of knowledge. Yeah. And from there, I went into radiology, which was fun. I enjoyed that. That was good because in terms of sports injuries and things like that, I mean, obviously it interested me through sports. Uh, seeing imaging and, and stuff like that was brilliant. And then I moved over to general practice, which is where I'm at now. So I'm a, I'm a, a, a GP surgery in town, and it's just amazing. I love it. We're we're part of a what we call an SAS scheme. So we're like patients who, um, they're like banned patients from surgeries. So could be prisoners just coming out of prison, yeah, uh, or maybe violent aggressive patients in the past. But then we also accept you know uh, patients who have not done anything wrong. And you know, just to register for doctors. So yeah, brilliant. I love it, I, and I will never do anything else. I will. So I, I was just about to ask you, like, what next? It's just going to continue doing what you're doing, or is there a development path as to what you can do after that? Like, yeah, this this is a good road. Uh, in medicine now is brilliant. There's so many opportunities. It's just it's just great. You know, I'll never be out of a job. You know, I'm, I'm looking for, you know, I'm in an industry where I, I will never be able to And we can advance, we can become advanced nurse practitioners, so we're diagnosing, prescribing, things like that. You know, there's so many opportunities. You can become a specialist nurse, go and work in different specialties or anything like that. I, I mean, I've always, I've always, I was always set on going back to do ultrasound and the stenography type of thing. So I don't know, maybe maybe one day I may go and do that. Or, But I, I love where I'm at now. You know, I just love the people I work with. I've got a great team and I've never known anything like it, actually. Yeah, it's just, just you get up in the morning and you get, you know, like that, that buzz to go to work. It's nice. And in terms of um, correlations from what you used to do, you've still got the team environment, right? Everyone looks for each other and you all have to wait for each other. And if you don't, then there's a failure end of it. None of you want to fail, right? So... You've still got all that together. That's my kind of understanding of it. So if I could, if you could wake up tomorrow, foot's perfect, you know, you can play football again, what would you do? Would you try and go back into it or would you stick playing, um, stick being a nurse? No, I'd choose nursing. Would you? Well, yeah. That, yeah. that just says a journey being on, right? So I think, I think because this is, I mean, I think going kind of back to my family type three, I'm putting my own stamp on the world. You know? Yeah. My route. And this is this is my passion, you know. Yeah, I enjoyed football. I had some great memories and times. But it clearly wasn't my passion. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, at the time I, I was very much under the thought of I want to be a footballer or nothing else. But I've never been exposed to anything else. Yeah. You know, like with watching my dad, watching Jack. I never knew anything else, you know. And that's why I just, uh, I assumed I had to go and do. Sorry for interrupting this episode, but I did just want to say thank you to anybody who is watching or listening right now. And wherever you are watching or listening, please hit that subscribe button. It really does help. Now, podcasting is not that easy, okay? But it is made easier when you do have support of people around you. And I'm very fortunate to say I do have the support of Anne Libby Park Pub. 
These are based in the local area, and if you have been before, I think you'll vouch for me when I say they are extremely welcoming. Not just to you, but to our canine friends as well. They're a dog-friendly pub. They've got live sports on over the weekend and through the week, and they've just recently got a new kitchen as well. This new kitchen means that they can bring better food, and it's available from Wednesdays to Sundays. One of the things that I'd like to recommend is the Yorkshire pudding wrap. It's probably one of the meanest Yorkshire pudding wraps in the area. So if you haven't been there before, get yourself down there. Meet Craig, meet Claire. They're absolutely amazing. Thanks a lot for listening again. I can imagine there's some Hull City fans obviously watching this now thinking, well, can we talk about Hull City and your dad for a little yeah. bit? So I'm just going to go a little bit down the route of that in terms of, as your dad give you any of these bits before in terms of who, who was his favourite manager, you know? Did he ever say that? Yes, I think he's. He, he talks a lot about. Um, oh my lord, I forgot his name. <laughs> where, where was it? We're just trying to work it out. Oh no, it's not Phil Brown, is it? No, it's not Phil Brown. <laughs> well, you very like Um, it was his manager at um, Liverpool. I forgot his name. I don't know how far back it is. Oh, football knowledge, yeah. it sometimes is poor. Moldy. Did it be Moldy? No. I can't remember who it was now. Let's just say Peter Taylor to be said. Yeah, <laughs> Peter Taylor. Yeah, Peter Taylor's amazing, right? Yeah. Uh, he got it all kick-started 2003, was it? He was yeah. the guy. He came in. His yeah. dad came in a couple of years later. Yeah, I, I really liked Peter Taylor. Um, big fan of Marco Silva and also now um, Liam Resenian. So, are, yeah. are you a Hull fan, by the way? I am a Hull fan, yeah, absolutely. Oh, did he still go to the games? Yeah, yeah, it's been nice. Um, when Cadabra Joe came in, um, me and my dad have gone religiously at, you know, the home games. We've gone every week. Like, it's really nice to be back, you know. Oh, nice. Um, it's just been great. We've loved it. We've absolutely loved it. I mean, I've always been a whole fan. Yeah. yeah. Brother's not really a football fan in general. He doesn't really spot anyone. My dad's massive football fan. So me and, me and my dad tend to go to the games. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping for a good season next year. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing good things. Yeah, so me, t- did you see the video the other day about um, with Liam seeing you the, the speech? What? What, what yeah. a speech? I saw one guy tweet. Can we have that as our um, as our alarm, please? For when we wake up, <laughs> can you imagine waking up with no, everyone? No. You need you need someone like that. And I think Liam nervous, obviously, what he's doing. I mean, it for me to see him play um, from when I was younger, like you yeah. know, my dad. In the same team as my dad, and then seeing my manager, I think it's just been amazing for him. Yeah, and you can see how much he cares, and, and he's, he's so passionate about the club. You know, he's mm-hmm. generally, generally wants the best, and he's, he's generally cares so much about his club. And his assistant, as well, funny enough, is uh, was my manager at Derby. Oh, was he? Walker, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. So I think obviously they met each other when uh, Liam Derby. and Justin had obviously worked as well. and now he's, you know, first team coach at Hull. So I, I couldn't believe it when I uh, when he brought him in. I was like, wow, that's blast from the past. That's, that is crazy. That is crazy. So do you, do you get to, um, I'm assuming you get to go in the back, right? Or do you literally, <laughs> you, you do it old school, like just sat in the middle of the south stand, just chilling? No, to be fair, you know, uh, Agilin has been really, really nice to, to my dad. And he's, he's loves my dad being around the place and Tim Kessler as well. Yeah. And he always he says, we're going to sit, you know, not in their box, but we're going to sit in, in the West Ham bit. 
you know, we have we, we just love going to watch the games. It's just brilliant. That's nice, man. That's mean that. So, obviously, his favorite uh, manager was Peter Taylor. We've nailed that part down. Yeah. <laughs> favorite player he played with. Who, who does he not shut up about? Oh, he was mean. You know, I don't know how your dad speaks well. So he was world class. Who would he uh, say? He'd probably say Gaza. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. Well, yeah. he does. Just say that. Did he just say like, um, "I just made me feel silly"? Like, not different levels. He said, "You could never see someone look so effortless, but look so good at the same time." Like, you could ask. I mean, you see videos. I mean, you know, don't see me before my time, but what I see videos, it's just unbelievable, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, I I have this thing in football and talking about football. I try not to talk about stuff I haven't seen firsthand. So, like, I only started watching football from around 2003, 2004. So, I try not to speak about anything before that. So, when people say, oh, what did you speak to that? I'd be like, I didn't see it. I can't. I judge it. And plus, 2003, 2004, I was like, what, 13? So, my football knowledge at the time and understand how a game was played properly was very poor. You know, like, <laughs> to what it is now, go, oh, he was good when he just scored a goal, you know. Yeah. And that's it. You don't only care about the goal score because now there's so much more that goes into it. You understand the game so much more. You more so probably with yeah. being around so many like um, first team footballers, whatever it, whatever it was, the amount of people you've been around growing up. Um, and I think that's what you can get. Like if you look at the type of football Leo's playing now, it's it's a very much you know play up from the back, keep the ball. If it's not on, go in the way. Yeah, I, I know that as a you know, a football fan that can seem pretty boring and, and that's very much like, you know, get it forward, get it, get it forward. Uh, and that's fair enough, and I understand that. But I can see what leaders, you know, what leaders try to do is and he's right, I've heard him say in interviews where he goes, you know, if, if Hull's got the ball, the opposition team can't score. Well, yeah. Very fair enough. The dominating game's doing it. You saw that last season. And it's it's working. You know, the one of that great um, you know, unbeaten streak and it was brilliant. So, yeah, no, it's not the most exciting football to watch, really, but it's certainly the most effective. When it's done, yeah, exactly. And when it's done right, it does look good. You it know, people really. people only get annoyed when we don't score. You like, you you got to go back to what Cardiff last year was it um, away when we got caught playing out from the back and we concede, and then all of a yeah. sudden I was like, oh, why are we why are we just going long? You know, because yeah. who are we going to go long to? Oscar who's five foot four. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Pick your battles, right? I trust Alfie yeah. Jones playing out from the back than I do Oscar trying to win the medals. But, you know, that's without trying to slate people. But um, uh, that that's kind of that works. It's, it's about understanding football. And the amount of times I have bickers with people on Twitter where they're just like, why can't we just go along? Yeah. You got to work. It. Yeah. You got to work. We're watching in front of the arm. Yeah. And, you know, I, was, I, I, I think it's been, especially towards the back end of last season, I thought it was brilliant. It was, it was really good to watch him for. Yeah, it was the last. I went to Lou in the way actually, and well, you know, you know what? What a nice club they are, Lou and they look brilliant. Like I went, and they were just all the fans were so nice. And you know what? I was really, really happy for them. Yeah, because they they deserved it after all the stuff they've been through. What a great story for them. Uh, and I think he probably wrote them off last year as well. I'd say Nathan, Nathan Jones left, you know, after not making it to the Premier League the first time around. I think he left midway through this season. Yeah. Um, so for them to come back and do it again was brilliant. I thought, and I think the everyone's kind of like underdog team. Aren't they? There's going to be so many people rooting for him. It's shadows of 
us, us when we went up in 2007, 2008, innit? People are just going to, they've got an underdog story. Um, what was your dad's favourite goal? Did it, does it say? Ooh. I think, I think it's not just one, I think it's two, and it's the playoff ones, both semi finals. Yeah. I was saying that. I'm, I still think it was Richie Garcia's goal, but he's played. <laughs> Speaking of claiming goals, put it that way. (laughs) Speaking of claiming goals, who else's goals are you trying to claim from a a certain England 5 1 game? Yeah, that goal from Gerard. He says it comes off his thigh. I mean, I don't, you can see the camera in it. I think he brushes his shorts. I don't know if that counts. I'm not too sure. No, I mean, I I love the guy, but you can't take that away from Gerard. He's he's, he's clutching at straws there, isn't he? I know. It was all right. You know, it was well enough just playing in the game. Credit for a goal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, he, he had a great game, and um, I'm I'm 100 saying if I see him, I'll say a great finish. I'm going to yeah. say that was a great finish. That I still don't know why he didn't get given. <laughs> um, oh yeah, we'll talk about favorite time things and stuff like that. Who did he hit? Who did he? Whether it be referee, manager, certain player he came against. Yeah, <laughs> me. Nah, I don't be so dumb. Who was it? Like. Oh, I don't think he ever hated anyone. He doesn't he, seem like the guy to hurt people. No, he's not. He's very not like that. He, you know, do he was very passionate. You know, he got underlying face and off once. You know, if you look at how tall he is compared to my dad, I remember when they squared up to each other. I was thinking, dad was up to his knee. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But he got him to say off. But yeah, I don't think there was anyone that he didn't like or didn't really get on with. You know, I hate he. He just was very passionate on the pitch. Well, like I say, in his private life, for instance, he, he was a, he was so privately. Yeah. He had football in his private life, and there's, there's never really, you know, and that, that's a good thing about him, really, because he's he's never one for, you know, showing up for, and for it, for everything he's done, he's just so humble. Yeah, I can I, I can imagine so. I can. Ima- my mum's kept him humble. Oh really? Yeah, she's oh, my mum's the rock of the family. Well. We, everybody always says that behind a strong man, there's an even stronger woman, right? So, is that the case? Yeah, yeah, definitely, hundred percent, one hundred percent. She's done a stellar job, then. She's done a yeah. stellar job. Um, in in way of in ending his career, then, did he leave the game with any regrets? Should have made a certain move, or like, do you know what? I don't think he'd ever say it. But what I think is, I don't know, I have a lot of regret about it, is him not having a testimonial at all. Oh, really? Yeah. He deserved one. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he was he was very, very close off. And obviously, obviously what happened happened. But I, I was devastated for him. You know, he, he'd, he'd left Premier League when he still could have played Premier League. 100%. And, he, you know, he made a, he made a big sacrifice. To come and play for his hometown club and and help him get out the leagues. And that's exactly what he did. And yeah, I was I was devastated. He never really got the send off he deserved, you know. And that 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 hurts me sometimes. Seeing everything he did for the club, you know, and he never got that big send off that he should have he deserved. And your dad being the way he is and the way he spoke of him being, he would you like say he wouldn't say that. And nor would he ask for that, right? No. No. No, he'd never ask for that. And he'd never 
you probably never want because he's like I say he's not but I, I remember seeing Andy Dawson's and he was brilliant and I thought you know oh god I wish I wish my dad would have had yeah because I know that he would have got a, a really good response you know and so uh, so I'm going to start a petition now um let's start a petition Nick Bambi's uh testimonial game you and Jack are down to play right oh so you and two down I'm sure Arjun and the guys will get involved as well. So we've already got about seven or eight players there. Who do we play against? I'll definitely. Who would he play against? Good question. Who would he play against? Watford, if he scored them two goals. Yeah, I love that, wouldn't he? Get him back. Get him back. Somewhere to go. Get was it Darius Henderson? Not that, was it Darius Henderson? Yeah. Darius Henderson. Down, yeah. It was Danny Shitsu at the back. Oh, look at that name. That head Yeah. Why did it work out? Yeah. Darius Henderson came to Scunny when I was there. Oh, really? Yeah, he did, yeah. Did you say, remember my dad, you know, stopping you from getting promoted, did you? Yeah, I did say, he says. Do you know what else was in our team as well? Ivan Tony. Was he? Yeah. Came on loan from Newcastle, and the, uh, literally, I blink, and the next minute, he's, he's banging goals in left, right, and center for Brett Can We couldn't believe it. Wow. Uh, would, was he using you to put bets on, or...? No, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> he would, he would have rated on least going goal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Under eighteen, school for that. George Bambi, he's got yeah. a bit. I don't know if they put him on the wing tonight. He's got no chance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Catch yeah. out, catch out. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> the old time for me to get injured were high, so you should have thought about on that. Yeah, I can imagine. Oh, on the wing, he will get touched. No other <laughs> player there is they. Oh, a bit of grass is cockled over it. Damn it. Um, so. One of the big things that kind of gets me, and I, I actually get annoyed about it because, and I know many other people did at the time, your dad, when he was um, a manager of Hull City, he took over the role in like a, take, a care, um, caretaker role. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm all over the place. My operation is quite stem right now. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm all over the place right now. But your dad took over the role in a caretaker position. Um, and the way that ended, it kind of blindsided the fans. Unless she was in the know, it just came out of nowhere. We was all like, kind of looking forward to Nick Barnby, the, the guy who stuck us all the league, up all the leagues. We, we came close to going up, didn't we? We just missed out on the playoffs. Yeah. And it, it's, it's, I'm, I'm sure he played like a 4-2-3-1 or something like that. And if I remember it right, he was, yeah. he was fairly new to Hull. Hull didn't really play anything like that. So we played like a 4-2-3-1. And I really liked it. I thought it was really good, but we just fell a little bit short. How did he feel on the back of that? You know what? Do you think Jenny over? I, I was I was devastated for him because the 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 plan for my dad to take on a job was never the plan. It wasn't the plan. And funny enough, my brother, um, brother's manager at the time, Warren Joyce, he was supposed to take it. And dad was part of the play coaching staff. Obviously, night left. Warren Joyce came, uh, was coming to sign the contract to take the job, and then the next thing you know, he rings up and it pulls out like last minute. So my dad's in the room and they just look at him and go, can you take it? Like, we've got no one else. We don't want to. He didn't want to retire then. He didn't want to, like, hang up his boots at all, but he knew for the goodness of the club that he had to. And, uh, you know, he, he was such a So he took up the caretaker. He never he never had it in his mind to become a manager. It wasn't something that interested at all. But, like I say, he did it because he loved the club and he didn't want them to be managerless. You know, yeah, be all up. So he took it on, and then 
I remember it. It was such a great side that you had. I mean, you, had you know, Cameron Stewart in form, Josh King, uh, Mike Fryer, Robbie Corrin, you know, players like that. And it was just brilliant. Yeah, exactly. Even obviously still playing. And it was just, I remember him so proud. For his first ever, he never managed before. And, you know, he, he won quite a lot of games and he got, well, if you actually look at my dad's points record, mm. like, if you actually look at the points my dad won, it would have got him up last season. It's crazy. It's yeah. absolutely. Am I right by saying that he had the likes of James Chester, Robbie Brady, and yeah. stuff like that? Said that, that we when we came down that year, I think uh, Nigel, I forget, he said um, Pearson. Pearson, yeah. When he came down, he he picked four really good players from our Man U's academy, didn't he? He, he did a, a stellar job there in ten. I think it was Brady, Dutch, and um, Corey Evans and Chester, wasn't it? Well, funny enough, that actually came from my dad. Cause oh, really. He called us go watch my brother at Man United. And they were there. Uh, and my dad went straight back to Marge and went, um, this four players you, you should get here. He said, really, really decent. And, and he did. Got me all in alone. And Steve, what, what a, a loan that they were. They were brilliant. Yeah, yeah they, they were so good. I was going to Joe because Joe looked, Joe looked a player and he just struggled of injury after injury after injury. I think he's at Celtic now, isn't he? He's doing yeah. some form of scouting role, I think it is, at Celtic. I only know that because my partner's a Celtic fan. But, uh, yeah, yeah, she's she's grown up with... Yeah, I'm, me too. <laughs> um, but I've I've grown up with... I've grown up, she's grown up with Celtic her, her whole life. You know, she's always been there, the days of Emmett Larson and stuff like that. So um, she'd seen some really good days there. Um, so that's enough about your dad, I think. Um, let, let's move on to you. You've, you've answered a couple of questions. I was going to say, who were some of the names that were... That you played with that have have gone on to make it, and it, you know what? There wasn't actually any of us. Isn't my you gone flop? <laughs> yeah, you, you know what? I I think that you know it was such a shame when you look at Scunthorpe now. I mean, what a shame! You know, it's, it's devastating to see such a good club like you know be at the position they're in. And don't get me wrong, it, it was probably the wrong wrong time when album we was there. They had a brilliant team. I mean, the striker at the time when I was there was Paddy Mudder. He was just oh, he's packed for fun, didn't he? Scoring every game. He was he was just brilliant. He was one of the best strikers I've seen. Literally, he was so good. Like you could get anywhere near him, and said no one could. So it was really hard, difficult. To be, don't be wrong. I, I I generally think even if the injury wouldn't have happened, I don't think I would have made it anywhere. You know, I'm not what really... says that? What says that? Because I was nowhere near Paddy. I was nowhere near Paddy Madden. I was way off. He's a goal yeah. scorer. Like you have different types of strikers. You know that, right? Not every not every yeah, striker but... a goal scorer. You you kind of know. You know, I'm not one of these that go. You know, the rated Paddy. He just stayed humble. He started. He just yeah. hunted the blood. Right. It's, he's just got humble yeah. blood. Yeah, I, I generally don't think I did. I mean, Paddy at the time was on. Just how he didn't get a move after that season that he asked. Like, I, I generally don't. Yeah, I mean, he's a stop on now. I think you still see his name pop up, don't you? Like, on yeah. Soccer Saturday. Oh, Paddy Madden just got again. Yeah. It, it literally, I don't know how he did get a move. Like, he was just insane. Um, and yeah, I, I just, I don't think, I, I mean, I never really got a chance. And I don't, I don't think I deserved one because of how the first team were performing, to be honest. They work. Yeah, they were they were brilliant, and then we left. And then a few years later, 
you know, they're starting to, you know, kind of go in other leagues and it's so sad to see. But a lot of the players left, you know. All right, Tony Dawes has been in charge recently as well, hasn't he? So he's had the number one job in the last couple of years. Did. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember who the manager was. They left and um, I can't remember if they got sacked. But Tony stepped in and I think he did all right, he did Tony. But you always know you're going to get, Tony's always going to get the best out of it because of the way he is. He's brilliant. You never want to upset. I remember listening to him on Umberside, you know, because when you're waiting for our news to come on, you have to yeah. listen to theirs sometimes, oh, don't yeah. you? Grimsby is uh, Amazing. Great. Mariners are lost again. Great. Yeah. That's just. And by the time you get home, but he, he, Liam Rossini's just coming on as you get out of your car. Oh, cheers. Yeah. Cheers, Liam. Yeah. Thanks for that. Appreciate it. Um, let's just uh, warm up with this stuff first. But yeah, I, I've heard him a couple of times. He seemed proper old school. You know, I, yeah. And I, you, I don't think you need to give details on that. When you say someone seems old school, you, you kind of just get what they mean, don't you? Um, that kind of moves me on to like, who, who was your favourite coach? Are we going with Dawes? Yeah, Tony, Tony. Well, I don't know if I can say that. Or just to know, I think this is not sure. You might dodge you in the in the tunnel if you see him. You know, no, you said yeah, Dawes, mate. You said Dawes. You know what? Justin was brilliant. But I have to say, yeah, Tony got the best out of me because of his. We were very similar people, and you know, we we was on each. We kind of he knew what he wanted from me. And I knew what I wanted from him. So it it was just. He turned me into like a player that had confidence, was played to my strengths, actually, is the best way to describe it. He made me improve on my strengths that, that I could, you know, actually affect a game. And, and I loved working with him. You know what? He's the way of the world now, it's obviously a bit more laid back. You know, there's no more Bollocks anymore. There's no more. Yeah. Her dryer treatment, as they yeah. say. And, but if it wasn't for that, in the, in the early start, it wouldn't have been after the player I was when I was probably at my, my best. Yeah. It's, you needed that. It it got you going and it wanted you to improve. So, I know you said that you you think you might not have made it, but by the sounds of things, if you used to ever think you was going to make it, it'd have been on the doors. Doors got you thinking that way, playing that way. Yeah, definitely. And, and as an under 18, you know, that's... All you can ask for is someone to keep that dream alive. Yeah, and, and that's that's football. It's all about opinions. I think if Tony would have moved up to the first team, yeah, I think he would have told me with it. I, I do because we had many conversations. You know, he, there were times when I'd fell out of love with football, and Tony was always the one that kept me going, like in the football club. Yeah. And, and he saw something special in me that, you know, no no one had really seen before. So it was really nice, like, that relationship. You had with each other. It had a massive impact on me. And then, yeah, I think he totally would have gone up. I think, you know, he would have given me maybe give me a year's pro and, and see, how I, see how I did. Yeah, if someone's give you a chance. Yeah. No, I get, I get that. That's that's good. So there's always a there's always like a, a character in every dressing room, isn't there? Um, do you remember any of the characters from the from like the, the place you played? Yeah, you know, I was I was pretty lucky because we had we had quite like all the lads were from like here and everywhere. We had lads from down south, from the north, you know, from everywhere. So it was really good as well because we used to do like north and south. Um, well, nice. I'm sure I should say we're a lot. There was a chat that we mentioned earlier, Leslie, Leslie Saki. 
and uh, the others are correct. Late mistake. Did he call himself Lights with a Z or was it Lights with an S? No, it was with an S to recognize. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Said, uh, yeah. It's a great hit. And it, he was like, um, we were really close. He, he's from, um, he's from Reading. So I used to still call, he contact with the downs. But we just got each other. You know what I mean? He was really good. But like, he was just, he was just really funny. I bet he's nails as well, right? Near Mike Lazley playing at centre back, you've got to be nails. Yeah, he, he, you know what? He was such, he, he was straight, he got signed as a striker and he, he's a big, big guy. And he was like, bloody hell, this guy's massive, like he's stacked. And then we, I, I sent him, I just got injured. So totally, totally, let's keep playing the back. And he went, I've never played at the back before. He played at the back. Uh, wow. You've never seen it, anything like it. He was the best center I've ever seen. So from then, he got moved to half, and in his second year, he played center half. And, but his, his change of Bablo was really good. I mean, you know, he, was, he used to do a lot of things that like you can't do nowadays. So, <laughs> did you have any fines? I, I say this because I, I, I hosted another podcast before, uh, not a whole city one, uh, a different type of podcast. And right. I was speaking to a non-league manager, and he was telling me about um, some of the fines they used to have. He said, when people signed from you, you used to give them a little duck. Like a little rubber duck, yeah. And wherever they went, they had to take that little rubber duck with them. So if they went to the shower, they had to take it with Mister Vine. If they did, and people would try and steal each other's rubber duck, and if you didn't have it, you got fined. Was there anything like that going on? I don't know. Duck, but... No, maybe not. No, we had fines. We had stupid fines, like some of them Like if you're, you know, if you put your right shin pad on first, oh, right. if we're superstitious, you get fined. Like it was only like because we was only we were out of great money. Yeah, yeah, youth team level. So it was like five, five quid, sort of four pound fines. Yeah. Uh, um, whereas uh, our yellow cards at our league, because we were not getting hardly any, any money at all. Our, our fans like fifty quid. I was like all about which. It's all right. Right. Played for free this week. But, yeah, it was like ref, please don't book you. I can't afford it. You're probably sorry. I'll just I'll I'll get subbed. I'll yeah. sub myself. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, no. so yeah, we we used to have like, I mean, we trained at a school, and we used to get bullied by these school kids, <laughs> like <laughs> because we we were using their PE changing room, which was a poor cabin, as our changing room, and we that's where we were based in in a school called uh, Saint Lawrence in Scunthorpe, and it was just crazy. It was like kids walking around and just shouting abuse at us. Around the back having a cig. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. It was yeah, and uh, it was just unbelievable. Like we're sixteen, seventeen, we're scared of these like eighteen-year-old kids. Did you have to? Uh, did you have to take your kit to the side of the pitch as well? I can't leave it in that. You have to take my kit to the pitch. And he was like, they were saying, oh, we won't be a slot change room." He was like, "You will not change the room." The kid's got an iron bar on the back anyway. He's prized his way in. I know that he'll make it though. But it was good, and it was old school again. You know, it's not this. Um, it was proper old school football. You know, it wasn't like this pristine training grounds, and, and you know, and you've got everything done for you. It was very much you have to do everything, you know, for yourself. Uh, you know, cleaning the pros' boots, first cleaning boots, cleaning the changing rooms, making sure all the balls are clean, having to go wash all them. You know, the academy nowadays. 
you know, and this isn't even that. I look at me, I'm talking like I'm from years ago. Literally, even in the short space of time, academies don't do that anymore. And that's proper, you know, humbling. That's where you should start. Really, academies they get all these European players now get everything done for them. I used to listen to a podcast with um, you ever heard of the Magic Sponge? It was Jimmy Bullard, Rob Beckett, and Ian Smith. Ian Smith's a comedian from Hull, actually. They all did this podcast together, and they used to get like. I think the biggest name they had on it was um, Bentley. So that it wasn't like your, your massive name footballers. It was all like League One, League Two footballers. And they talk about like growing up and how they had to do all that sort of stuff. And it oh, makes yeah. you makes you like that. And um, when I mix that with, have you seen the All or Nothing series on Amazon yeah. Prime? And you see the kit man for like Man City and stuff like that. But I'm, I'm standing lady when I say this. Dream job would be a kit man. I'd absolutely love yeah. that. I'll say a kit man, I'd love that. Just in around the guys all day, you know, gives you socks, lads. I'll, I'll tell them, you know. Well, I was thinking of getting a whole kid this year, but I don't think I'll fit in it because it's Kappa, you know, and they're quite tight. And I think, oh, I'm not even going to try it. I don't know about you, George, but I'm currently between an XL and double XL, mate. So um, they're not going to be flattering, are they? We played the Kappa game when I was in the biggest time. And I thought, oh, my God, I can't. I love a whole city kit. I always get a shirt every year. Yeah. I loved, I loved the black and blue. It's unique, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, the team. And like, I love last season's kit. The, the, with the white stripe? A uh, little thin black. white stripe. Yeah, the black like, number one, the white in it, yeah. I liked, I liked all the shirts last year. My, my favorite was the white one with the uh, little red and amber, red and yellow, whatever. It didn't yeah. look completely amber, did it, because against the colours it was against, but I liked that. I, I loved it. Um the blackout one, yeah, yeah, that was smart. I'm still waiting to see what the second and third's going to be this year, aren't we? So, come on then, let's let's go down to all three then. Predictions for um, this season coming up, where we're we, we going to finish. You know what? What it's going to be a tough year. You've seen the teams in in the league. Wow. What I think it's going to be such a brilliant championship this year. I'd love to say playoffs. I'd love to say playoffs, but it's going to be hard to get that because teams in it. Well, yeah, I think injuries play a big part, right? It, yeah. And stay injury free. That that's it's the key to any sort of team. Look how well Arsenal are doing in, in the Premier League. You can have that yeah. core players, core team who've got that winning mentality and that habit of winning. You can you can have that going forward, but as soon as you lose a couple of people like that, you then start to develop and you start having a bad game. You could develop that. That um, losing habit. That's that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, you gain momentum. You know, you're winning games, and then bang, get a few injuries. I mean, we were so unlucky with injuries last season, one way. And you know, like Conley coming, and you saw, you know, look sharp, look really good. You think, oh, this is exciting, and then you know, unfortunately, probably gets injured, and, and then you're back to square one again. I, I genuinely think we climb that league if he stays fit. I genuinely think that. Because he was a dog, and we didn't have a dog. We didn't need a dog up there. We needed that dog. And like you say, that hard-working striker, he sets the press off. And the closest thing we had to that was Regan Slater, when he often got put up front, didn't he? And he set off the yeah. press. I remember Liam saying after a game one time, he moved Regan up top with uh, Tete. So Tete yeah. is still trying to learn the role, so Regan's there talking him through the games. Like, Regan's a centre mid. Like, do you mean? But, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I hope we can get playoffs as well. Um who was your favourite Hull City player uh, of your whole time in terms of 
from the moment you started watching all today? Oh, that's a good question. You can't say that. No, I, I didn't think I could. Um, did, did, obviously I'm biased because being an ex-striker, I used to love watching Mike Fryer. Yeah. Some Mike Fryer. However, I love Andy Dawson. I don't know what it is, but I love Tim Fryer. <laughs> I like him. I like him as well. I like him. And... There was a spell last season, well, I think it was under Shotter actually, where he got put up front. I was like, he's doing everything that nobody else does. Like, it, I think he won every header, um, you know, and he won a header just to flick on. You're like, well, they go, oh, I won it though. I, I won it. Yeah, but you know, there's no one behind you. Why knock it on? Yeah, it's, it, it looks like he looks like a player, doesn't he? And now he's got confidence because he, he didn't have any at Watford, did he? No. But yeah, I think in, t- in terms of play where you go, like, wow, like that Giovanni is probably. You know, yeah, what a player. Just... What, did you, what did your dad say about JJ Kocha? Oh, dad can't get enough of him. Just what, not. Then he traded it, so he was just, it was just, just makes it everyone. Just, yeah, just, just like, effortless, just absolute class. Yeah, I remember what, when that came in. Oh, what a player he was. What a player. I could, I, pr- I could probably give you a hundred guesses and you wouldn't get my favourite player because I don't think I've ever heard it, anybody else say it. And he, he was so short words, but Brian Hughes. I was going to say Peter Almosi. No, interesting <laughs> fact about interest, uh, Peter Almosi. My best friend's mum ran over his foot in Asda the day he signed. And, um, not in a car, but on a wheelchair. <laughs> no. Yeah. It could have been, it could have gone so bad. But, um, it, but, might, might that's why they play great again. So, you know, it would have been that. Other than that, but there's Bright, been just, yeah, right. I loved him. Yeah, he came from Birmingham, didn't he? And he brought that little bit of um, experience, and you could tell his his finesse on the ball and the way he read, read the game. He was he was levels above everybody else. And then to top it off, he scored the absolute worldie against Southampton and um, late into the season when we got promoted. Um, current favorite player then? Is it two fan? I can't. I, I'd love to say two fan. Oh, I have to say, I have to say, Louis. Louis Coyle. Yeah. So I've, throughout last season, I was very hit and miss of him. I'd give him a bit of stick on Twitter, but I also took it back as well. Um, because um, I feel like he, I don't, I don't know where to go with this because he's as good as he is bad sometimes. And it's really frustrating to watch because his it, it's energy and work hard is always yeah. there. That is, you can never question that. But sometimes you go, oh, but why did you do that? You know, and, and you get that with him. And I don't know if you've seen it a couple of times, you start seeing it all the time when it's not even true. That's the thing you kind of get with football, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I I I, I love Louis Spitz because I, I can see how passionate he is, you know, and he really does love the club. I think... I just, I don't know. I just love what he does, but I think he, he I mean, I don't. He, he's not played with the championship very long, but I think he's done extremely well, like to get to where he is, because he's had to work his backside off to get where he is. You know, again, he's not technically not gifted. Good. Apart from that cross, yeah. that that whip on that cross, That's he has got a hell of a ball. Yeah, he has that that one. It's not even. It's not even when he's in the corner either, is it? It's like Nendi Alvillao. It's crossing. Yeah. yeah, he's he's worked so hard. I think he deserves. 
is to talk about. So. Ah, fair enough. Well, um, I'll wrap it up there because, like I said, I wrote a lot of questions. The last question was, who do you support? But I think it's pretty obvious. So, um, on that, on that note, I'll, I'll, I'll call that an evening. Um, George, I'm not going to lie, mate. It's been an, an absolute pleasure. We've probably spoke a couple of times over message in the build-up to this, and we've never spoke on the phone or anything like this before. And I felt like I had a bit of a, a decent bounce there, so that that was good, man. Thank you for everybody listening and. If you did enjoy that, please subscribe uh, whatever channel you're listening or watching on. Thanks a lot.